This podcast includes some practical advice and encouragement for hiring a part-time worship leader. Maybe it's more for pastors and other church leaders, but we wanted to share some of these thoughts on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast today. Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams and practical components of local church leadership. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it's helpful for you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com, and we'd also be honored to have you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Heading now to today's episode with Tim Price. Many churches look to part-time worship leaders to help form and keep their worship band moving forward. There are some unusual challenges when you're in this stage. You need consistency, ability, and leadership, but you're not at the point of hiring a full-time worship leader position. Yeah, and it's not always easy to find local part-time worship leaders, somebody in your community that's available. It's not like you're hiring full-time or relocating somebody. It's like you got to have them right there. But basically, this podcast today is just to encourage you, every small to medium-sized church is in your same boat. It really isn't all that easy. So that's the bad news. <laughs> Sometimes on podcasts, <laughs> it seems like you're supposed to just give the five simple steps, but it um, it's not easy. But there is hope because these roles are growing in popularity mm-hmm. and the skill among younger and older musicians for worship leading in a modern sense is really increasing in the church world. So that's cool. All right. So the first step is to really determine what you need. Yeah. Over the years, I've realized that there are basically three levels when you're thinking of hiring a worship leader in your church. And so there's a million directions here because some churches just need a piano player. Mm-hmm. That's their worship leader. Some people need a song leader, choir director type. And, you know, other churches are, you know, hundreds of people and they have full-blown worship staff. So mm-hmm. I know this is a small slice, but we're really thinking of the pastor who has, you know, 100 to 200 people in their church and they're looking for somebody to come and you know, help lead music. So level one is basically a musician. They lead the songs on Sunday and maybe they're part of a midweek rehearsal, but for the most part, they are just there to lead the music. And typically, at least in our region here, that's somewhere between $3,500 and $7,500 a year. So like 100 to $200 a week. Mm-hmm. And then there's this level two that I've kind of noticed, and that is... um it's not just a musician, but it's more of a leader. And it's all of level one, leading songs on Sundays and coming to a midweek rehearsal, but also helping to recruit team members and pull together a team on a regular basis, maybe plan with the pastor, help get all that going. And, um, and so really they're kind of taking more of a leadership role in the whole thing. And this can be anywhere from, you know, $7,500 a year to, you know, 18 or 20,000, like a half time job, like mm-hmm. that, you know, doing that. And then there's level three, which is really more of like the director worship ministry. And that's all of like level one, level two, plus thinking about worship flow and overseeing or working directly with all the tech needs and ministry leaders and helping the pastor with shepherding the teams, instilling leadership, creative, administrative, all the stuff that goes into that. And then that's when you're talking, you know, full-time jobs. That's not like science. That's just kind of what I've noticed in different (laughs) churches I've been a part of. So. Yeah, I could see uh, those levels for sure, but let's kind of jump into those levels here for a second. The real reason to mention these is because there's a sense of expectation. And a lot of churches that are that small to medium size that want to get more modern worship leadership going, 
kind of come at it sometimes expecting level three and they only are able to pay level one. Yeah. And it's not that level one's bad. There's a need and a place for musicians in your church and mm-hmm. level two is fine. They're all great. But you as the church and the pastor and the leader that you hire will get frustrated if you're thinking they're going to do everything across the whole board for a hundred dollars a week because it's just not going to happen and yeah. there's not going to be enough time and it's just not going to work. So there's ways, you know, we could probably do a whole other podcast on that. But um, I remember one time writing about how a pastor can work with a part-time worship leader. So I need to include that link in here. But, but you know, there's ways to break out roles and find people in your church that are passionate about tech or sound or mm-hmm. uh, other aspects so that somebody can come in and, and be free to do the basics and make it really sail really well. It can, it can be powerful. And especially if you're just hiring someone for the first time to mm-hmm. help lead your church. It's like you're just you're, you're paving the way for what's next. Yeah. So, yeah, that's to kind of talk about what you said there. I think it's so hypercritical because sometimes in ministry, um, we don't set realistic expectations for what the compensation is uh, and that will lead to burnout. And it's, it's bad one for the church. Cause it could, you know, it could, you know, kind of get you a bad, um, uh, you know, what am, I, what am I looking for? A bad situation. Yeah, it's a bad situation. But also, mm-hmm. if that person burns out, you know, they might have had a calling to be in ministry. But if they burn out because of a bad situation, like, they could just be done. Like, yeah. you know, they could have their own little grudge or whatever and not yeah, actually fulfill their call. It is good for a church to be a good steward of people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Well, that's all good. Uh, but now, the hard part. You know, where do you begin looking for a part-time worship leader. And that's the list we're going to kind of go through today. Yep. And um, the first one here, it's uh, it's within your church. Which doesn't sound very motivating because <laughs> you've already probably thought about that. Maybe. Yeah. But maybe not. I mean, is there somebody in your church that can be groomed into the position of helping to lead worship? You know, maybe they are an instrumentalist and mm-hmm. that's always the easiest, at least in my world, of being an instrumentalist vocal <laughs> person. But um, maybe there's somebody that can, you know, help take the reins and help direct and, and lead. And, uh, you know, just don't overlook the fact that God might have already sent you the person and they just haven't been invited. Yeah. And so every church is equipped with um, who they need in some fashion. That's, that's not saying you don't have to hire somebody from the outside, but because that's how God might be equipping it, the people. But anyway, just don't overlook the people in your church yeah. who has been doing it. And there is a weird thing. Sometimes the more you know of somebody, the harder it is to turn over the reins. It's almost easier to think you're going to go find the hired gun that just comes in and makes it all better. But, um, you know, once you get to know people, you always know their bright spots and their weaknesses. Yeah. You just got to work with them. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone has that, even new, someone new coming in. Yeah. And yeah, the problem with the new person is you don't know the weaknesses yet. That's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So number two, um, your students. Yeah. And, and, um, well, you could probably speak to this too, because we've done youth ministry oh, music yeah. forever. Yeah, but, I mean, um, you know, working with students in a worship team, you know, you can really bring them up. Um, this is mainly speaking about like high school right now, uh, but like you can really bring them up and like you know really disciple them, pour into them, and you know, you know, the team I was working with, they have they're skilled and like you know, whenever they lead worship on Sundays, you know, on you know once or twice a year, or whatever, it's worshipful. Everybody's engaged and it's it's great, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, that's also another added bonus of like, you know, it's a big Sunday. So all the families show up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. And, and students, I mean, it's a long game and yeah. most pastors don't want to say, Oh yeah, I got a freshman that can play a little guitar. I think I'll just wait five years to start the worship ministry. That that's yeah. hard to think about. But 
um, there's, you know, who knows if there's a junior or senior in high school that could help you lead mm-hmm. the benefit you have, what you just mentioned is the people are open mm-hmm. because it's a kid of the church. Yeah. And so there's a lot of benefit to that. Yeah. But, um, that's just one, one avenue as part of, you know, looking within your church. Yeah. And another thing, and you always say this, uh, when we're talking about like, uh, students in, in worship ministry is that during that season, if you have like a junior or senior, uh, doing that is you're probably equipping, um, uh, a servant for someone else's church when they go to college. Yeah, you're probably like <laughs> growing another person's worship ministry because you've trained this, this yeah. young adult, but yeah, that's fine. You just trade off and hopefully somebody else has equipped somebody for you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Being good stewards of who, who's in your congregation. Those first two ones are solid. Uh, the next one is a job link on a website. Yep. And this is a varied thing, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we don't want to just overlook the fact that even though this might just be a four bullet point job description, mm-hmm. love the Lord, be able to play music, come lead worship at our church, <laughs> $7,500 a year, you don't want to negate that. You want to put that on your website mm-hmm. and have it as an opening and especially have it as a link you can share with yeah. other people and send that around to, you know, after you talk to somebody on the phone, send them the link so they can share it, mm-hmm. include a couple pictures of your church, make sure, you know, it's right. But it also means putting it on other websites around like your community job board or, you know, it's just, it's really hard to uncover who might be following Christ and be feeling called to lead worship. And so it's going to take sharing it. And one of the best ways in this day and age is for it to be a link. Yep. So put that out there. Yep. That's a good one. The next one is uh, call other church worship leaders. Yep. And this is, this is one of those things that as musicians, you're in the loop. You're able to call somebody and say, Hey, um, just trying to check, see if you have any connections with, you know, just knowing the questions to ask, talking to talk. Yeah. Sometimes pastors might feel funky calling a worship leader of a larger church in the area saying, hey, this is so-and-so, here's yeah. what I got, tell me who you know. But we've said a long time, and we just know this through Harvest, that musicians flock together. Yeah. Like, if you find one, you found six. <laughs> <laughs> and so That's true. we, uh, we want to use those contacts. Yeah. And, you know, even though a lot of churches, you know, you call a worship leader to church, they're going to be a little bit dumbfounded like hey do you know anybody can come lead worship at our church mm-hmm. they'll be like oh gosh i'm still trying to find a bass player for this week so it's like they're, <laughs> they can't really just think about it but but it always makes them feel good yeah like it always just makes somebody feel like hey i'm i'm being our, our church is a resource here we, yeah. we're getting called to find out who else can do it so and, and that, that kind of leads to a different side discussion um but that's also really important to like even though like in your town or community or whatever, even though like you guys are different churches, you guys all have the same mission of, you know, bringing the gospel to the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's no reason why worship leaders of different churches can't get together and like help each other out. I mean, like, you know, there's this church that's looking for um, a part-time worship leader. Well, another church in, in that same town might be like, Hey, you know, we don't really have someone who's looking for a position, but you know, for a few months, a few weeks or months, we can send some people over to help you guys out. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you know, if it's like a larger church and they have a bigger pool, you know, I know at Troy, you know, you guys have a, a decently large pool. And if there was like a, mm-hmm. a small church startup and they were like, Hey, can you help us out? I don't, I mean, I don't see why someone yeah, wouldn't I mean, help them out. That's huge. And the, uh, difference might be that, um, well, yeah, I mean that you should always use all the resources you can mm-hmm. muster. And, yeah. um, and the only difference might be that, Sometimes a pastor of a church that doesn't have, you know, a worship band going at all, mm-hmm. I don't think they would feel comfortable showing up to a worship leader cohort and sitting down eating tacos, talking about, you know, uh, who's who's on, uh, you know, who's in the pipeline. Yeah. 
So it would really require that group sort of saying, Hey, I know this church is looking for somebody. Who do you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it spreads fast whenever somebody's like out there seeking something like yeah. that. So, uh, it would, but it spreads differently because of the fact that you, you aren't going to move somewhere for a small slice of a roll. It's yeah. going to require, you know, finding somebody planted in your area. Yeah. So I don't know, Tim, I've been known to do crazy things like that. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> So the next one is um, talk with universities or colleges, right? Yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts about this. This is usually the first go-to. Like, yeah. oh, we're right next to this school or that school. Mm-hmm. There's got to be somebody that can come help us lead music. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, a great avenue. And you're going into a college like that. So you definitely want to, like, look at their, you know, faith-based organizations. So, like, look up crew, like Campus Crusade for Christ. You know, they might have people who are there who are leading worship for their meetings and... You know, maybe they go to a church um, that doesn't have the style of worship you're looking for, and maybe they're looking for something like just some extra cash to kind of, you know, pay through, pay for like your weekly gas and whatnot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And a little part-time worship gig for someone like that is awesome. Yep. And um, the 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 flip side is is that those people aren't usually around very long. So yeah, you know, if you're trying just to get a spurt going, mm-hmm. then that can be good. Yeah. And um, and there's also the freshness and the energy. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of benefit to just reaching out. Yeah, but it's also just one of those other avenues. Like, where else can you look? Oh, yeah. And even if the place is an hour away, I mean, like people can drive an mm-hmm. hour to come on Sunday morning and lead worship. I mean, yeah. if they're if they're passionate about doing it, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty simple. Yeah. Well, those Tim, those are our first five, and we're going to just take thirty seconds to a minute to hear a brief commercial. This is Ava Andrews, and I lead worship with Harvest Ministry. We would love to invite you to listen to some of our music on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, or wherever you like to listen. Over the years, Harvest has recorded worship music, kids' worship, instrumental, and more. You can find all the various albums at harvestministryteams.com slash music. Thanks. All right, welcome back to the Worship Leader Toolbox. We have covered five different avenues to uh, look for someone uh, in the part-time worship world, and we're going to continue on really quickly with five more points. And this next one, Tim, uh, we kind of like flirted with this a little bit whenever we were talking about like the website and like uh, links and shareables, but um, share on social media. Yeah, this is basically the exact same. Just yep. having a link to put out on social media. <laughs> That's and right. Get it out there, but it's hard sometimes to find those groups like mm-hmm. worship leader groups. So it yeah. is a little more specific. Yeah. But we threw this in cause it'd be an even 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, you kind of talked about groups. Uh, you know, there's some great groups out there. We have the worship leader toolbox, uh, podcast community. Is that exactly what yeah. it's called? You can search that on Facebook. Um, you know, there's some other ones, uh, worship leader collective. There's a, there's a whole bunch that are like salad filled with people whose hearts on fire for the Lord. And they just want to lead people into the presence of God. And uh, that's what you, that's really one, where you want to dig into. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to join those groups and all that, but it, it takes a little bit of work to you know, yeah. get it out there. But just having that link will make it easier to share it and get it going. Yeah, for sure. The next one here is seek local musicians. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had experience with this. I've only just heard stories yeah. about people like putting on Craigslist, hey, we're forming a band at our church. Who yeah. wants to sign up? Yeah. This is a whole other set of challenges probably. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of pull in whomever, but... 
Well, there are a whole bunch of, of challenges to this, uh, but the biggest thing that I have heard from people who have done this successfully and like failed at doing it is you need to be very transparent of like expectations. Um, you know, when you have those expectations, you know, you also have to follow through with like what happens whenever, you know, they don't meet those expectations, you know? Um, so this one even works for, if you're just looking for, to grow your team, you know, like, you know, you might have like, you know, five guitarists, you know, two drummers and no bass player. Well, uh, seek local musicians. So, um, yeah, and it might be even more with that because there's a lot of evangelism that can take place just yeah. because you have a network of musicians and you're connected it may not be Christians, but they're mm-hmm. in church and they're, you know, around the spirit moving and yeah. all of a sudden their lives are, you know, they start moving toward transformation. Yeah. So, but that requires a leader to be there. So this may not be the top priority of trying to find a leader. Yeah. But you don't want to leave anything out because who knows, God might be leading yeah. these people who are sort of playing a bar band type stereotypical, you know, mm-hmm. just out late Saturday night type people Yeah, that are great singers and great guitar players. And deep down inside, they have this calling, but yeah, there's no opportunity. Yeah, so. I, I I know firsthand. You know, someone at your church he he uh, he was a Christian that had fallen away and was an atheist, and uh, was invited to sing in the choir, and his life radically changed. And you know, you know, was a staff member, and now he's like at uh, a, a adjacent, yeah, at adjacent connected church, and he's preaching there. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, you who, who knows what God's going to do from a, a little invite yep. you know that is true so so um the next one is work through musicians in your congregation to get leads so most of these churches probably that we're talking about that i envision the 100 to 200 person church probably has a piano player mm-hmm. or probably has some sort of traditional worship going and uh, those people choir directors choir members whoever those people would um have some connections of people like who else they know mm-hmm. like, you know our in, in our church our director of traditional music is a high school choir director. And so there's always just, mm-hmm. she always knows somebody that can do something musically. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what the, the challenge is. She's got like somebody up her sleeve. So that's just a, a thing not to forget that uh, you don't have to just rely on your own network mm-hmm. or your church leadership network. Rely on the whole church. Yeah. I and mean, just anybody that's around that could get the word out. Yeah. That's a good one. This next one here, it says, uh, go more short-term spurts to begin with. Yeah. That's so what does that look like? Probably not worded very well, but basically <laughs> you already mentioned it when you said somebody might just, you know, somebody might send somebody to their church to help them get started. Yeah. So it might be a spurt. Like, could mm-hmm. you find somebody that could do a three month, you know, yeah. stint of just being there to help you get the, the mm-hmm. fodder going of, you know, worship leaders or, you know, in the case of like a university that's, an hour away, mm-hmm. it might be that you have a team of students come first Sunday of each month for a while and yeah. just get your church in that track of thinking, all right, we're going to, we're going to engage in, you know, more modern forms of worship. Yeah. But yeah. Basically think in terms of, uh, a set time as a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and asking people to do that is easier than saying, Hey, could you come be our worship leader for the next five years? Yeah. So that's a good one. Um, and our final one of the 10 pray for the right person. And of course we're, probably already doing this if you're looking for somebody, but, um, you know, invite others to pray with you. Yeah. So spend time somehow inviting your church to pray for the right person. But I always think like, I always heard the phrase that vision isn't, um, in, it's not invented, it's discovered. Mm. And it's the same with hiring people in your church. Usually you have to uncover what God is doing as opposed to 
trying to strategize to, you know, do the right things to find the right person. So prayer probably should be number one, but we put it at the end. So you'd remember to do it. <laughs> well, it can be number zero because you should start there and number yeah. 10. How's yeah, that? Do both. <laughs> that's good. All right, Tim. Well, that's the list. Yeah. And, and actually, gosh, we could probably formulate this thought into a list as well. But until you find the right person or situation, one of the things that any pastor can do is work on the worshiping culture of mm. their church. Because just bringing in a young guitar player who, you know, has got all the new songs and can sing is not going to automatically grow your church or bring new people in or, you know, it's not going to change the way your congregation worships. So it really starts with the heart. Mm -hmm. And so anything you can do now as you're preparing for this part-time worship role to help your church learn to worship, no matter, you know, how much you feel like you have to work with, because when it comes down to it, you know, there's all kinds of cultures that have worship out underneath a tree, mm -hmm. acapella music, no screens. They're just like reading the word of the Lord and, mm -hmm. and singing some songs and encouraging each other. So if you take it down to the basics and really start with the heart, music is a huge part of worship, but it's not the only part. And one thing that I've seen is worse than not having anyone to help lead is having the wrong person help lead. Mm. <laughs> so it's better to be patient and expectant. Spread the word far and wide. Stay on it until you find somebody. And, um, you know, just go from there. And just for giggles, once you find the right person, make sure they subscribe to the Worship Leader Toolbox. <laughs> so <laughs> they can, we can be in touch and, and stay connected and they can listen to the podcast and, and keep going. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> that right there is a plug and a half. And to continue on that, you know, as we leave here um, uh, today from listening to this podcast, we want to remind you to subscribe and rate this podcast with a five-star rating. We also uh, want to turn your attention to the website where you can find blogs and resources for your ministry. And if you're looking for some... If you're looking for some training, we also have our an Awakening Conferences archives up for free for you. All you need to do is click on the link, enter your name and email address, and you'll immediately have access to, I don't know, it's like 14 or 15 amazing videos that we use during the 2020 Awakening Dif Digital Conference just a few months back. And it's all at worshipleadertoolbox.com. Thanks. See you later, Clint.